I have made, you know, changes in my life and my lifestyle and and the the way I see things. The, you know, there, there's just a whole multitude of things that within the past five years have changed to enable me to step into this life that I want now. And, and five years ago, I didn't know what that life was. You know, I just knew it was changing and something was going to have to to be my new norm. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Have you ever been forced into a major life change with not a lot of preparation or warning? It can be a difficult path to navigate. My guest today experienced it and came out stronger on the other side, as people so often do. Her name is Holly Totten. Now, Holly had been teaching for 30 years with no plans to retire. She loved her work. But life threw her some curveballs, forcing her to have to make a spur-of-the-moment decision to leave a job she loved to care for sick family members, all while in the middle of planning her daughter's wedding. You know, when you're not prepared for a major life change, it can be unsettling and leave you wondering who you really are. And there's no going back. Even when you try, you find that everything just feels different. Well, Holly felt a need to expand her community beyond her family, friends, and church because she had a feeling that she was meant for something more. Sometimes in order to grow beyond who we've been, we need the support of new people with new perspectives on what's possible for us. I can't wait for you to hear her story. And speaking of community, if you feel like you need to expand your community so you can explore your future from a fresh perspective, I'm extending you an invitation to join our Midlife Uprising community for women. You can get more information at midlifeuprising.com. I'd love to have you join us, and I will remind you again at the end of the episode. Okie dokie. Without further ado, here's Holly Totten. Let's go. Hey, Holly, thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks, Yvonne. I'm excited to be here and to um, have this great conversation. Oh, my gosh. It feels like it's been forever coming because now I feel like I've known you so long. I'm like, it's finally happening. Yes, yes, I agree. I'm I'm excited for it. (laughs) I am, too. I can't wait for people to hear your story. So... I think what I want to do, Holly, is take you back to to 2017. Let's let's start there because that was a pivotal moment. Yeah, it was a short moment, but it was pivotal for my family and I. Um, in April of 2017, well, from April to July of 2017 was really it was very tumultuous for me and for my family. Um, my mom was recovering from breast cancer treatments. My dad was, uh, he was diagnosed with throat cancer and was dealing with that, but he also had dementia. And we knew we were in the process of losing him at the time. And we had moved my parents from 
their hometown to our town. So I had them here close. And um, my husband was diagnosed with bile duct cancer, which is a very rare form of cancer. And my daughter was getting married. And so there were those four things that I was dealing with. And once my, once my husband was diagnosed with cancer, we really honestly did not know for quite a while. And I I say quite a while, it was, it was quite a while in our minds, you know, and what his outcome was going to be, because that is, it's a, it is a rare form of cancer and the survival rate is not very high. And that Mm. was, he was diagnosed late April had surgery the beginning of May, and we honestly did not know what our fall was going to look like. And I'm a teacher, and that was my 30 years. And in teaching, 30 years is kind of the magic number for retirement. And I had not really even contemplated retiring at the time because I loved what I was doing. And so uh, my husband and I talked about it, and we decided that like almost overnight that I should probably go ahead and retire because we didn't know, you know, we just didn't know what the future was going to hold. And so I did, I just like literally the next day I called and said, I'm retiring. And it was just, it still wasn't, you know, even real to me, you know, because I just, it's just what I'd done for 30 years. And so the end of May came, I retired, my husband had had a surgery, you know, my dad was still ill, my mom was doing better and we were planning a wedding. And my husband's surgery and all of his stuff was in, in a, a town three and a half hours away so I was you know back and forth and back and forth trying to deal with wedding stuff and you know the end of school and where he was in San Antonio you know and just it was just crazy and so um mm. we my mom is well my husband is well my daughter is happily married we did lose my dad that July which we knew that was inevitable mm-hmm. and you know sometimes and I'm I hesitate to say this but I do say it there's worse things than death sometime and and fighting cancer with dementia I, I feel is one of them mm-hmm. because it's it's hard you know it's it's was hard on him it was hard on all of us but him not understanding you know was really really difficult yeah and so um and I was retired you know and um I struggled you know I really did struggle with the whole situation and you know trying to keep family together and you know just all of it you know it all turned out the best it could you know like I said with the exception of losing dad and that I don't know that that was um not the best it could be at the time either but I I was looking there was something missing in that whole time for me I had wonderful support through my work family and my students and my my personal family and our church family and you know my support was there and it was people that loved me dearly and when someone loves you they want to fix it you know they just want to fix and Mm -hmm. and you do the same thing for the people you love and I needed that, but there was something else that I needed. And I could not at the time, I could not figure out what it was. And so I, I kept searching and searching. And what I finally, after a, a year or two, and then several steps, what I realized Yvonne, was that what I needed was a community that understood going through and not, maybe not even the same exact things I went through, but understood going through pivotal moments and fighting your way out of them and finding the beauty on the other side, because mm-hmm. there's, there were times when I thought, you know, what, what's going to come after this, you know, what's my life going to look like? What's it going to hold? 
And I wanted, I knew there was so much left, you know, of me and for me and for me to give and to help people, but I just could not get a grasp of it. And so finding a community that is there to hold up and support you and not try to fix you mm-hmm. was um, important. And I, and so then I started thinking, I can't be the only one that needs this. So out of that grew my podcast and my business and my entrepreneurship where I am now. And so that's what I'm, that's really what I want for people because we all go through things. You know, when you live for however long, you go through things, everyone does. And coming out on the other side and finding that life is different, but it's still beautiful is so important. And finding that community that can help lift you and mold you and help you, you know, uh, blossom is to me it was just it was almost life-saving yeah yeah oh my gosh it's so much holly like i'm thinking april may june july four months all that was going on right and then i mean it turned out okay for the most part and you know and i get you know except for the losing your dad um, but when you're in the middle of something like that, you don't know it's all going to turn out okay, right? right. right? Yeah, that's exactly and right. That is that is scary. That is scary times. Yeah, it was. You know, there were times when it was very, it was very frightening, and you know, I didn't, you know, day to day, I really didn't know what the next day was going to hold and what the next day was going to look like. And I, you know, and I know there's people that do that for years on end, you know, and I'm, and I guess I'm blessed that it was a a very short period, you know, there, and and I'm a cancer survivor myself. I'm a, I'm an 11 year cancer survivor. Really? And, um, you know, amongst the bad times, there's so many good things that come out of bad times if you can find them, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when I look back on my cancer, what I really see are all the the good things that came out of that. And I think your mind helps you block some things so that you don't really remember, you know, some of the bad times and the bad things, because I know they were there. And that's the same way with this four month period. There were, I know there were times that, you know, that I really struggled and not just me, you know, I mean, my whole family, because I wasn't the only one going through this, but I'm, I have my perspective of it. Sure. And, um, but I, I, see the good things that came from it more so and I mean I can dig deep and find the bad things but I I guess I just choose not to those are not the things that I choose to remember yeah yeah and it it's so funny like it's that resilience muscle that you you must have some pretty good strong resilience muscles (laughs) 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 it really is about finding the blessing within the curse or you know find finding the okay what is i i hear very often this this phrase that i'm i'm really starting to try to embrace daily is that it's not happening to me it's happening for me right Um, and it sounds like you were able to find that in the struggles that you went through Yes. And, you know, I, my husband and I, we have a, a swing in our front yard. We live in the country. And so we sit out there in the evenings a lot. And I can't tell you how many times we have the conversation of why 
am I still here? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And I think that's the, instead of to me, the for me thing, you know, why, you know, the, the why, you know, and, and I hope that, and we both say, you know, we hope we are embracing that why or the for, you know, the, this happened for me so that I can do whatever. And so we hope both of us that we are embracing that and, you know, trying I, to figure that out. Sure seems like you are. I, I have a curious, so I'm curious um, about what you said about um, needing the community. And, and I understand like it took you like a year to two years, right? To kind of sort through this. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back to that okay. year or two of, of the processing that you went through. Mm-hmm. And when I started my podcast, it was after I had done s- some work on myself and had was feeling better and was starting to feel hopeful about my next 20 to 30 years and curious about my next right. 20 to 30 years. I don't think I started my podcast because I wanted community, but it wasn't, what am I trying to say? It wasn't forefront of my mind that I wanted community. That is what happened. Right. And, um, and now I am like, oh, definitely that, that was something (laughs) I needed. Right. Um, but, uh, more what I was looking for was, was an exploration of what's possible next. And I'm wondering what was it that you weren't getting from the people who loved you? Like, did, did you actually think to yourself, okay, I need other people in my life to help me with blank? Like, what would that have been for you? Okay. So that's a very interesting and very good question. Um, I don't think I started out with that thought that I need other people. I just knew that I was scrambling, you know, and, and like I said, I had tons of support. It wasn't that. And when after we lost my dad in July and we knew my husband was going to survive, you know, at the time, um, my, the school that I retired from reached out to me and asked if I wanted to come back Mm part-time. And so I did. And that was kind of an answered prayer because I really was scrambling with what am I going to do? You know, everybody's getting ready to start school. That's what I've done my entire life, whether I was a student or a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what am I going to do now? So, I, you know, I jumped on that. And so I did that and loved it. I did that for two years and my daughter and her husband got pregnant and I decided to go ahead and re-retire so that I could keep grandbabies, which Yay. is something I've always wanted to do, you know, so things <laughs> worked. But when I went back to work, it wasn't the same. I was a librarian, which I loved because I love writing. I love reading and all of that, but I wasn't a teacher which is what I always wanted to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it looked different for me. The time was different. Um, I felt different just because I didn't have my classroom. I didn't have that community. And I think I always felt like when I was teaching students, whether I had a self-contained classroom or students that came in and out, you know, eight periods a day, that we had a community you know, with, even though they were kids, they were still a community for me. And so I was, I was missing that, you know, there was, there was just a lot of things. Um, you know, our, our life at home was different because, you know, my husband was still 
undergoing treatments and, you know, things like that. My, my daughter was married, you know, my son was already married, but my, you know, my youngest was now married. So, you know, all things were different and I really was struggling with, um, how to make it all work, how to, uh, rebel because I've always reveled in everything that we do. You know, I, I, I just love life. I, I love embracing life and, and whatever there is, you know, and I'd always jump in with two feet on everything. So I really was struggling and I'm a big podcast listener, always have been. And so I was listening to podcasts, um, motivational, mainly motivational, inspirational, because I, that's what I was really needing at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was finding a lot of comfort in those, you know, with the, the, the things I was listening to. So I really enjoyed that. And I'm, like I said, I was finding comfort in that. And then one of them kept talking about clubhouse. And I was like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And so finally I, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Well, at the time you had to have an invitation to get on clubhouse. So I signed up and it said, you know, as soon as somebody invites you, you can join us. And I was like, great. I don't know anybody. Well, it wasn't, but a couple of days later that a, a lady that I've known here in town for 30 years invited me to join, you know, so I did. Uh-huh. And that is really once I kind of um, figured out the the vibe of Clubhouse, that's really when I realized that I'm missing my community. You know, mm. that I, I, that's really what brought the community part out. I needed it, but I couldn't put my fingers on what it was I needed. And that's yes. really what helped me with that. Oh my that. gosh, wow. And out of that spurred the podcast. And I knew I was already writing for people. Um, I, I started that even before I retired, you know, writing for others. And so I knew that was something I was going to do for years to come. But the podcast was new. Just all of a sudden, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast because I want people to be able to find their community, you know, and, and, and find what that what I needed, because I know that's what they need too, you know, so that was the approach I took on that. And so that from really, um, May of 2021 was when I really first started thinking about, I want to do a podcast and I launched in September. And so, you know, or October, I guess is really when I actually launched, but it took a little while to get it going, but not real long, you know? Yeah, no, and, that's good. Um, it, t- it does. It takes a little yeah, time. You got a lot, does, there's a lot of you know? learning curve in there, right? Uh, right. Yeah. There is. And, you know, and then once you start, there's a learning curve as well. You know, you just keep progressing. Still learning. <laughs> right. Right. But that was from 2017 until 2021, you know, so there were several years in there and I floundered, you know, and, and I hate that word, but that's really what I was doing, you know? Um, 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 trying was there to maybe was there maybe a little bit of like identity questioning when oh you retired? God. Was there that was little, like who am I? Lot. Yes, yes. There was it was a, there was it was not little. It was a lot because you know the not having the teaching going and I was back in the school system, which I really think was a huge blessing for me because at least I was still connected. Yeah, because you, know, you had people. no time to process the thought mm-hmm. of of retiring. Right. It just came upon you right. so quickly. So, yeah. you know, the work that we do, I, I think for major transitions, like if we don't have 
time to process it before we make a change, I think then the, all the processing has to happen on the back end. And right? it is difficult, yes. You know, and that really is one of the main things that I really struggled with, with was, you know, I knew who I was, but it wasn't aligning with what I was doing, you know? Um, and so I, was, I had I had to refigure out how to align myself and, and my love of teaching. My dad always said, you're born with your work in your heart. You've just got to figure out what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I grew up believing that and I um, found my work of, you know, teaching and imparting information and helping others. And then all of a sudden that was just cut, you know, like you say on, you know, literally overnight we decided I'm done, you know? And so what do I do now? That's all I know, you know? So it took me, even though I knew I still wanted to do that in some capacity, it took a few years to figure out how to make that work and, and how to step out. And so, yes, the identity struggle was huge because I, like I said, I knew who I was, but I didn't know how to continue on with that. Yeah. I heard somebody platform. recently say, I was listening to another podcast and they said that for a major life transition, um, that there have been studies done, and this is the first time I've heard this, that a major life transition, like working through grief, working through, eh, eh, like, you know, there's a certain amount of grieving that goes, I think, with oh, yeah. retiring, right? Yeah. That it can take like three to five years. Let's talk about your new your new path. <laughs> I want to talk about that. It's exciting. Well, and, and before we actually get into that, I am at that five-year mark. And I just think it's interesting that you brought that up, you know, from hearing it from someone else, because from 2017 till now is five years, you know, yeah. so I really am at that mark. And, and I think you know, there's probably a lot of validity to what they have to say about that timing. So yeah. For me personally, I found I, as soon as she said it, I'm like, oh, that yeah. kind of makes sense for, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the the idea behind the name for my podcast, the teaching yourself to learn when you are teaching others, you are imparting information that you already know. You know, you are teaching them. When you're teaching yourself, you're having to learn something new. And so that's where I went with the podcast because you're having to learn this new step in life, the new path in life, the new, you know, whatever it is after you, you know, anytime you make a transition, it's something new for yourself and you have, you know, you're teaching yourself. So that's kind of the, the thought process behind that. Yeah. And then with my, my new thing, which, with this, which is what I'm doing that you had asked about, it's, um, it's teaching others. It's back to my teaching, back to my love of imparting information, you know, that I already know, you know, to other people, but it's teaching them how to, um, get their story into the world through, being an author and writing but i say that loosely because there's ways to be an author without being a writer and that's part of what i you know i truly believe that everyone not every not everyone is a writer but everyone can be an author i and love so that we, phrase yeah, i love that I, phrase yes and um so That's I just really want to say out loud for, for anybody listening, I'm actually taking Holly's writer yeah. intensive, new author, we'll say author, author intensive yes. right now. And I do not consider myself to be a writer. In fact, writing for me is a, is a um, once I get going, it, you know, 
there's a certain, I don't know, I don't even know what to say about it. I just don't consider <laughs> myself a writer, you know? Right. And right. yet I, I, I feel like it's time to, to put a book out into the world that's uh, about, you know, pro-aging and, and all that. And so I'm, I'm at the very beginning of this with yeah. you, Holly. It's and so exciting. It's <laughs> so incredible. So I love the phrase, not everybody is a writer. Say it again. Not everyone is a writer, but everyone can be an author. Just such such yeah. a great distinction between, you know, so it takes the pressure off. Like, I feel like for me coming into your program, I feel like it's just more accessible to me right. to go, right. oh, okay, I could, I can figure out how to, or she can help me figure out how to right. be an author. Well, and you know, I think, and I think a lot of it stems from school um, and, you know, and I was the English teacher, so I get it. But, you know, you have a, a vision of what a writer looks like. And it's, you know, typically somebody that sits down with pen and paper and just, you know, bolts out these words and page after page after page. And that's really not that's that. I mean, it can be, but that's not typical, you know, for for people that especially ones that are entrepreneurs that have a story to share. And, you know, there there's just tons of ways to get your book written and still be the author of it, you know, and without having to sit down and pen every word. And so it's, you know, it's, I think it's important for people to know that because our stories, you know, we are the only ones that can tell our story and our stories are important. You know, they, they I, are. Yes. And I believe that everybody has a story that's worth oh, sharing. You. Yes. You, yes. you know, there is, there is value in your story for, for somebody to right. be able to help them, to be able to entertain, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, and there's, for as many stories as there are out there, there's as many reasons to write them, you know? So, you, you're, you know, your your reasoning is unique, your story is unique, and um, when it's time, when you feel it's time, it's time, you know, to, to get it out there. And like I said, there's, and that, I'm, I'm so excited to be able to, bring that new facet into my life now because that's you know like I've said that's been my love all along is is teaching others but then writing because I've been writing you know for as long as I can remember and you know and and my mom and I were laughing the other day we were trying to remember and I do remember I was in third grade we lived in Colorado Springs and Anne Marie was a, my, my little friend there and we would write stories and set up, not how, how kids would set up lemonade stands. We would set up story stands and we would sell our stories to neighbors. Oh goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> and at the end of the day, when we had hardly sold any, my mom and Anne Marie's mom would come and buy them all, you know. But, you know, I've just been writing forever. And so it's, um, it's something that I feel is important to offer people to help them get their their stories out and that ties in with my podcast as well because the you know the guests that I have on like you um share their stories and you know and then you know people can hear them and and grow and learn and and have the emotions and the feelings that go along with that but then this is just taking it a step further yeah yeah oh my goodness I I'm, my head is exploding with questions for you <laughs> um is there anything when you when you started down the the path of producing your podcast and through that 
coming to this new stage where you're offering a new program, is there anything that, let's call it um, the, the trash talk in our minds, was there anything that you were telling yourself going into any of this that was like, mm, I can't do this? Did you hesitate to step into doing what you're doing now? Did you yes, feel? I'm, I did hesitate to stepping into the podcast. Um, and I think it was, you know, imposter syndrome. I know that phrase gets thrown out a lot. Um, I really doubted whether, because in all honesty, when I was first planning my podcast, I really thought it would be solo. And mm. then I was like, okay, I'll do solo and interviews. And now that I'm doing interviews, my solos are few and far between because I love the aspect of meeting people and talking to people. You know, I just, I love, and I love bringing others' views and stories and things to my listeners. And so, but really what I struggled with was why would anybody want to listen? Mm -hmm. what you know oh, to what yeah. i have to offer you know that that was my struggle how did you and, get past that what'd you do you know, to... i just wanted it so bad and it was something you know two months prior to deciding out too much like even as you know march and april because may was when i decided i want to do a podcast march and april it had never even entered my mind to do a podcast i mean it's not i, I listen i've listened to them forever mm -hmm. um but it's not something I ever considered doing. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this burning desire that that's what I want to do. I want to do that. And so I took steps towards it. But the whole while I was thinking, you know, this is crazy. Why am I doing this? Nobody's going to want to listen to what I have to offer, you know, but I just kept batting that back because the urge was so strong and I was ready to launch about two months before I did. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then just one day, all of a sudden, I was like, you know, if I don't do this, like, and I set a deadline, which was only like five days away. If I don't do this by this, I'm gonna be so disappointed in myself that I'm not gonna make it, you know? And so I just did it, you know, I just kind of had to, and I think some of it goes along with seasoning and age and, um, prior disappointments in my life of times that I didn't step up and do things. And I was so disappointed that I didn't, you know, later. And I, I think if I would have attempted this years ago, I probably would never have gotten it off the ground. If I just think it was right for me and I just had to, I just had to do it. Yeah. Um, we do tell ourselves a story, like when we've had previous setbacks, failures, that then it's so easy to then tell yourself, well, I'm just not somebody who does that, or I'm just, I'm not that kind of person. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. So was that what was happening? That was, you know, kind of, and I really think it was more of, I mean, if that, that was in there some, you know, but I really think it was more of doubting that anybody would care you know, what I had to offer, you know, more than anything. And, and then, like I said, I, I really thought back on other things that I wanted to do that I didn't because of those, those same feelings. I can't do this. I'm not that type of person, you know, exactly what you were saying in previous things in my life. And I thought, I'm not going to let that stop me now, you know, um, you know, I'm, I just turned 59. And so, you know, 
last year when I launched the podcast, I was 58. And I really think I have a lot of time left, but I don't have near the time left that I did when I was 20. (laughs) It's time to get shaken, sister. You know, that's what I kept telling myself. You're going to do something. You've got to get going. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that. That may be that may be the title of this podcast. (laughs) It's time to get shaken, sister. Oh, my goodness. I love it. (laughs) So so did you have to um, from I'll say speak to my own story on this because so much of what you're saying is is part of my story holly it's just amazing i had to make some changes some habit changes some 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 simple things that were because um one of the things i i started realizing is that your habits you are your habits and I realized that I had some bad habits. They mm-hmm. weren't, they weren't me. They, and, and that's where I had to separate, oh, my habits aren't me. They're just habits, but they start to feel like they're, they're you. Right. Right. And so for me, that was a big thing. I had, I had to really look at what am I doing day to day? Like what are the things I do that are getting in my way? Mm-hmm. of me want getting what I want or being able to take my next steps. Did did that happen for you? Did you have to change some habits at all? I, or? I did. And I, I will tell you where that all started for me was from a podcast I was listening to. Um, it offered a 30-day challenge. And I have a neighbor that her and I, are, we, we do all kinds of silly stuff together. You know, if, if you know, nice it's always good to have somebody like that that kind of that kind of friend she's my forever friend and we did this 30-day challenge and i mean it was like a cold shower every morning and you know no alcohol for 30 days and i mean it was just all these these things and and we were like sure let's do it so we did and stuck to it and the the deal was on this challenge that if, if you missed one of the components or, you know, one day, then you had to restart. But not only did you, you have to restart, your partner had to restart with you. <gasps> and so that really helped hold you accountable because she yeah. was like, you know, you better get in that shower and you, you know? and I was like, yeah, you too. You know? So we did that. And, and, and I will tell you, 30 days is not enough to change a, a habit or make a habit because we did not continue you know, what we were doing, even though we loved everything we did and it made us so happy and so proud of ourselves and felt so good. But 30 days is not long enough to really, you know, I, I know they say 21 days makes a habit or whatever. I, I disagree. Um, but it was the starting of me realizing that I did have to make some changes in my life to be the person that I wanted to be now. And so, and it wasn't necessarily those things, although the cold shower was amazing once you really got used to it. And this was in January, so it was a cold shower, you know, Um, and it was the year that we had an an, an amazing ice storm, you know, so it was cold, but um, it wasn't necessarily those changes that I needed to make in my life, but it let me know that I can do anything that I choose and then I yeah it's amazing like sometimes making one small change can lead you to the other things and then those other things are actually the thing you needed to do but so the the whole point is to 
to do something. Yes. Like, yes. shake it up. And shake it up. Show yourself that you can. And I really think that was the whole purpose of this, you know, to to show yourself that, you know, figure out what it is you need because you can do it. You just have to, you just have to do it, you know. And so I have made, you know, changes in my life and my lifestyle and, and the the way I see things the you know, there, there's just a whole multitude of things that within the past five years have changed to enable me to step into this life that I want now. And, and five years ago, I didn't know what that life was. You know, I just knew it was changing and something was going to have to, to be my new norm. And I, it took a while to figure it out. And, you know, and I've made changes even with that along the way, you know, and so, uh, but, but that really that 30 day challenge that had nothing to do with anything in my life, except for just accepting a challenge really got me started into the right direction. I love that. I love yeah. that. What, so what would you, what are your thoughts on what anybody listening, if they're feeling stuck right now, what are your thoughts on what they could or might do to push past it? No, that's a great question. And it's one that I ask my guests a lot also, but I've never been asked that. So I think it's a, a, a neat question. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things that has pushed me to take some of the steps that I've taken and be where I, I am, you know, moving forward today was I asked myself, if I don't do this, am I going to be disappointed in me? And if my answer is yes, then you know, that that's it. I mean, you've got to, and if it's uh, maybe or no, then, you know, my, I kind of step back. And, and I do, I've, I've asked myself that and, and I've gotten all three answers. No, I'm not going to be disappointed. Well, then that's not really what I need to be spending my energy on, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. And so then I'll, you know, look at it a little deeper and, and that really this, uh, the, the new author intensive was when I first started talking about, that the way the direction I was going with it, my answer was maybe. And so I've I've changed it and and worked with it and and got it to exactly like I wanted. And then it was, if I don't do this, am I going to be disappointed? And my answer was absolutely. Oh, wow. And so that maybe. It really is about asking yourself good questions, isn't it? Like so often we ask ourselves, why is this happening to me? Or why can't I get around? Why, why am I always doing this thing, right? Why am I this? Why am I that? And it, that's such, those, those kinds of questions just don't get you anywhere. Whereas something like the question that you've posed, which is, right. will I be disappointed in myself if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. such a great question. Yeah. And, a, and, you know, uh, I've come to, to realize that if my answer is no, I need to put wasting my time on that. Right. It lets you release yourself from something exactly. that maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you thought you wanted to do it because people have been telling you that's the mm-hmm. thing to do, society right. or Instagram or whatever, right? But if yeah. you ask yourself that question, what a great way to define for yourself. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be disappointed if right. I don't do that? Right. Yeah. I love you know, that because if you like, and, and what I've come to realize, because I've, I have always been the person that everyone else needed me to be in my family, you know, and, and in my job, which 
is fine. I, I mean, that's that's who I was. Um, it still is who I am. I mean, I am the mom. I'm the the wife. I'm the daughter. You know, I'm all that. But I finally, through all this, figured out that I'm also the person I need me to be. And it's it it that's a hard step because it feels selfish when you first start. But once you're into it, and I know you hear this and I heard it forever, but once you are into it and I'm really being the person that I'm happy with, that I love waking up to every morning, I am a so much of a better mom. I'm so much of a better nanny, so much of a better wife, you know, all of that because I'm happy, you know, and, and I've always been happy. It's not that I, you know, and I don't know how to explain that because I've, I mean, I've always been happy in all my roles, but I just have a different peace, I guess, an inner peace that I know, I really feel like I'm on my path, you know. And you know, so, I was going to ask you, what what do you like best about this stage of life? But I think yeah. you might have just answered I, I that. I did. I just, you know, I, I am, I actually love this stage of life. Um, I just, I, I love the, I don't know, freedom. I just, I feel free to be me mm. and, and who I am and, and, um, with no apologies, really, you know, I just don't, um, I don't know how to explain it. I, it's just, a, I have a, a freedom and I, it's, it's a freedom that I just, I don't think I could have had it. It's kind of like I was talking about earlier. If I would have tried to be this person when I was 30, it wouldn't have happened because there was, I, I had to do so many other things, which is not a bad thing. You know I mean? I, you know, you, your focus is not on you at that mm -hmm. point. And now I have some freedoms where I can focus on me and, and pull these, this part of me that is good that I can offer for others and still bolster the rest. I think know? what I'm hearing in this, Holly, is, you know, when, when, when you're a parent, when you're a mom, when you're a wife, when you're a daughter, it's like the seasons of it was the season for that. It was right. it was where you were meant to be. You were doing what you needed to be doing when you were doing that. And it's why I, this gives me so much hope. I'm getting a little bit clumped. Um, <laughs> I used to fear aging so much, you know? I, I would always say I am way more afraid of getting old and ill and uh, dependent on other people much more afraid of aging than dying mm -hmm. and like but i am really starting to see how much value there is in aging whether or not you're healthy whether or not you're anything there is just something that settles in i think for us as right. we get older mm -hmm. into that that freedom to explore who we are right you know once the kids are grown and flown your responsibilities have lightened. You don't have a that that teaching career to completely focus on and be there for those kids in your class and all that, right? Yeah. And now it's like it's Holly time, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I, I love the way you put that. The seasons and the yeah. I mean, I, I really I really enjoyed the way you just stated all that because it's so true. You know, I just and looking I, I just I look forward to every day you know and um 
my meemaw used to always tell me, never be afraid of your age because it's better than the alternative. <laughs> and, you know, I would always laugh and, but boy, I feel that now, you know, I just, I feel what she was meaning, you know, and because there's just, it's not over. It's not over till it's over. And, you know, you just do everything you can. And, and I want to feel every day with um, my purpose and, and, you know, adding value to others and adding value to my life and my family's life. So in your way, you know what I mean? That that's where I think that you've got that. You're still serving others. You're still doing things for others, but it's coming from this new place, this newfound freedom of how you're doing it. And then it's that whole, now I see where you're, you know, you're giving from the overflow of what's filling you up. Right. And And I really think if I could sum it up into one word, it's a freedom. And, And, you know, and I just, I feel like I have the freedom to live each day like I choose and I choose to live it to be part of others and help others, you know, with, with what I'm doing. And so I just, I love it. I am absolutely loving this part of life. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't trade it right now. I'm so happy for you. And (laughs) and I, and, and I thank you um, for the work that you're doing to, because it, it, like you said, it feels selfish, but it's um it's allowing you to then go beyond yourself to help right. other people uh and that's incredible so i'm so glad we got to sit down and talk <laughs> yes, Holly. i appreciate it so much it's been wonderful i've enjoyed it me too thank you thank you well there you have it i loved learning more about holly's journey into podcasting and becoming a writing coach I'm personally thankful for her path to coaching because it led me to meet her in Clubhouse and now I'm taking her new author intensive. And frankly, I'm the perfect student for her program because I never had aspirations to write a book. I don't consider myself to be a writer, but I do have a story to tell and a message to spread. So with Holly's encouragement and coaching, I'm working on a book with the goal of helping people rethink what it means to age. And I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. You know, it just goes to show what's possible when you surround yourself with people who believe in you and push you to be your best self. Holly was looking for that kind of community when she tried Clubhouse for the first time And since then, she's launched her podcast, Teaching Yourself to Learn. And she realized that coaching writing is what lights her up and gives her purpose for her third half of life, as she likes to say. Community, that's where it's at. If you think you could use a little bit of that kind of community, I hope you'll join me in the Midlife Uprising community, where you can surround yourself with other women who are getting curious about their next chapter. You can find out more at midlifeuprising.com and feel free to get in touch with me with any questions about the program. If you're interested in learning more about Holly's podcast or her writing program, you can go to latebloomerliving.com and click on the show notes for episode 108. And I'll also have a link there where you can listen to my conversation with Holly on her podcast. It was episode 20 of Teaching Yourself to Learn. 
but I will have it for you in the show notes if you want to if you want to go check that out too. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. We are one more episode away from the end of season two. I'm going to wrap it up on Wednesday, August 3rd. And then I'll be taking a little bit of time off to spend some time with my family. And uh, and then I'll be back in... Uh, about the third week of September with some, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about some of these conversations I'm bringing you in the fall. So come on back in the fall. I'll tell you more next episode. Anyway, have a great week. Stay safe and well and talk soon. Bye-bye.